Welcome to the Community Hotline for the community, by the community. I'm your host, Mr. Bob Fang, and today we have Miss Kitty. Hey! <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hey, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Kitty, and I'm an inspiring actress and TV host. And I'm glad to be here with Bob today and share some information about my experiences for you to learn from. I love it. I love it. Let's jump into the first topic of the day then, which is money. Tell us, tell everyone listening, what is money? Money, money, money. Money is, to me, um, one of the main important aspects of my life. I um money is um gosh money is you need money to live okay and it is part of our everyday livelihood and so what does it i don't know I don't know. You got it. You need money to live. You need. Okay. Yeah. So let me think about it. Okay. So can you, can we restart the question, please? Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. What is money? (laughs) Money is life. Okay. And money, you know, growing up to me, when I was, when I was a teenager and in college, I, um, my father raised us with giving us allowance, learned, taught us how to manage money, taught us when we had birthdays or graduations, anything, the money was taken from us and put into an account. So when we turned 18, we got all of our childhood birthday money and everything. And um, that instilled in me about saving and how valuable money was. And um, I never took money as a, uh, I never took it for granted. And, and, and to me, it's it's a very strong aspect in my life where um, I just don't take it for granted. And learning to save and how to manage it and how to make it grow and learning that it's, um, you know, something that you need every day to live. And it's, it's, it's an essential part of life. I love that. I love that. Um, how, how, what did you spend your money on back in the day, back in high school? Well, we weren't really, did, I, I got allowance. So, I mean, we didn't have social media or anything like that. And so, I mean, we would spend it on candy and t-shirts. We would walk to the, the mall and buy like vintage t-shirts and I don't want to date myself, but we would buy CDs and tape tapes and <laughs> You know, and movies was a big thing. We would go to the movies and that would be the, what I would spend my money on. I love it. I love it. What, what has your, uh, has your idea of money changed from when you were in, when you were in high school to now? Absolutely. It's changed. Um, especially being divorced and then living on my own and then quitting a corporate career and making a lot of money and always been financially taken care of um, money. Actually, um, I have a different perspective on it as well as um, you just work harder 
and you, um, again, you don't take anything for granted and you make sure that um, you have your security nest egg put away and always make sure that, you know, you can't just go out to the movies and buy things. You have to really manage it and make adult decisions. I'm not going to get this outfit. I'm not going to um, go out with the girls and, you know, $100 bar tab. I'm going to save my money because this is where I'm at right now. And I'm trying to build a career and a life. And you have to make decisions on what's best for your for your finances at that time. You have to, you can't blow it on stuff. How we used to as we were kids, you know, you have things bills to pay and responsibilities change. <laughs> what are what are what are three money tips you have for for the younger version of you, if you could go back? Um, three money tips for the younger version of me would be to save and um save 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 and you know i i think um just don't spend your money on frivolous things that are just you know not going to bring true value to your life mm -hmm. what well, um what what would you say when you mention like save 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 what what do people how should they save? Is it just like- Okay, so for an example, my niece, she's 15 and she gets, my sister lets her keep her birthday money, you know, so she'll go to the mall and buy the, the newest sweatshirt or she'll go get, you know, the giant venti cup at Starbucks, you know, something like that where, is it bringing value to your life? You don't need the Starbucks, you know, save the money where you could buy that camera that you need because she does a lot of you know vlogging and stuff so you have to think about where you're putting your money versus the the quick fix fun frivolous things i say and investing in it and save for the big item that's going to bring value to your life like the camera the microphone or the the car you're going to get when you're 16 you know you got to think about your future think of ahead of time I love that. I love that. Such a wise woman. I love it. Okay, let's move on to the second second topic of the day, which is education. Uh, tell us, um, who were you in high school? Excuse me? Who? Who were you in high school? Who was I? Yeah. I was popular. I was very social. And um, I was not studious. I was not studious. <laughs> so if you're trying, I was not studious. I had to take extra classes to graduate. I was a party girl. I was a party girl and I don't regret it. <laughs> and I, but I, you know, I was um, always involved in, in, in school. I always made sure I was in a club. You know, I was in a lot of activities, you know, volleyball and drill team. And I still stayed active. Um, in school, I just was not as studious as I should have been. I get it. I get it. We're like the rejects of the Asian community. We're not like the, <laughs> the straight A. How did your dad feel about that? How did your parents feel about that? Well, I kind of blame my parents because they <laughs> they really didn't push us or education wasn't a big deal in our family. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't... Um, of course, you know, we were, you know, what's, 
we our grades were always checked up on and where we were always, you know, report cards and, you know, all of that. It just wasn't a big thing like planning for college. Where are you going to go to college? It wasn't a, a big thing in our, in our household. There wasn't much pressure. On there wasn't. Thank you. There wasn't much pressure at all, at all. <laughs> you, I had to get the good grades, of course, and I would be grounded, etc. But th there wasn't that, like you say, the Asian, like parents, the pressure of the good grades in college. And yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It was more like, where are you going to work after school? You know, after you graduate, it was more like that. Okay. My dad was a European older man so we grew up kind of old-fashioned he was more like in like what's your trade gonna be mm. versus you know the more i don't know parents that were just setting you up for college kind of thing so i love that and then you you have how many siblings do you have i have three are you the, are you the where are you in that higher i'm the third the third okay mm -hmm. so the youngest well, no, there's there's two oldest. I'm the middle. I'm sorry. And then there's the youngest. Okay. I'm the middle child. Yeah. Got it. Was there like a lot of competition growing up in your between your siblings? Uh, not at all. No, actually, we were really a we are a close knit family. We were really close, and we shared clothes, and we always took care of each other. And um, you know, my mom was ill a lot, so we kind of had this like bond of taking care of each other and looking out so okay. yeah what, what was going on with your mom going um she battled a lot of illnesses and um was in and out of hospitals a lot so my older sisters would you know help take care of my, me and my youngest and we all worked together and i think that was the like bond that we always shared is that you know you realize how much you need each other at those times and so um yeah what would you say are two defining moments in your life and how did they impact you uh the two defining moments in my life would be when um my besides my mom passing away the two defining i guess would be the divorce and then the quitting my longtime corporate career would be the two biggest life changes for me. Which one came first? Uh, the divorce. Okay. Yeah. What was that like? How did it impact you? Um, well, it, you know, you're, I, so you graduate from high school, you get the corporate job, you're married all your life. And then, you know, so, you're being taken care of and you know, you lose a, a friend. It was my choice, but um, it was just, you learn to live a different way of life. It's a total different change of life, you know? And, um, and you learn from having somebody to take care of, taking care of you and mutual friends and family. And you have this whole community of your life. And then it's just, you're on your and then you're just out on your own and so it's kind of like wow what do i do who am i that was the big thing who am i and then i realized you know being in la <clears throat> that i'm not also a career lady either i was a boss of 23 employees and i was drowning like suffering just drowning and um 
And that's when I resigned as well for other unforeseen reasons. But um, I then dabbled into styling and then went to commercial acting classes, went to TV hosting boot camp classes. I, you know, been doing the grind background extra film work and, you know, just learning that I want to be in the entertainment industry. I want to, you know, be on TV. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I love it. And then, and then when you said you, you quit your corporate job with, and that was because you felt like you were drowning from the pressure or what was going on there? Um, this was, um, in another day and another time there was, um, I quit. Yes because I wasn't happy. I was drowning. Corporate life's awful, but some people like it. I just had a conversation with my girlfriend today. She quit her corporate job and we were thinking, but a lot of people do like the corporate world. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's structure. It's all your, you know, pay and everything. It's great. And, but that's for some people, some people it's not. And, um, I realized it wasn't me. And yeah, I was drowning because it's so constricting and I didn't want to like climb the ladder and, you know, it's, and, um, the part, I think I forgot what I was trying to say was I left because, you know, well, before I left that, after I left that whole me too movement came out. So I'll just stop there another day okay. yeah if you want to share you know there's there's tons of young girls listening right now you know maybe yeah because when i i'm a lot older and you know um before this me too movement and everything came out it's real <laughs> you know in those corporate offices those creepy bosses and you know it's it's real like harassment is real in the workplace you know, and it's kind of interesting how we would have to take all these online compliance courses on harassment and, you know, jokes, even jokes are harassing when they get told you the same over and over all day from the person, you know what I mean? Like, and it still boggles my mind how these people still did it after taking these classes. And then, um, so what I learned in the workplace community is for one, I should have expressed myself more a long time ago in the beginning, and I should have not have covered up for so many people because I was so concerned about their lives and families. And so um, learning and then the Me Too movement came out. So I feel like everything's going to go in a different direction. And I'm more self-aware now of my actions. And, you know, I, I left a environment that was not making me feel good at all is love that yeah. yes so strong yes <laughs> love it. tell us tell us what i mean so i talked to a lot of kids and uh i'm sure you know what happened to you in the corporate environment happens in high school level you know boys oh yeah oh yeah girls what um you know going through like peer pressure or anything like that what 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 um I guess, did you ever go through anything like that in high school and how did you deal with it or, or, or what advice would you have for the kids, for the women listening? Um, yeah. So like I said, I was a party girl in high school. So to be open and honest, I was a party girl. So 
you know, we hung out with the boys at the parties and yeah, we would, yeah, there was times where there was, you know, uncomfortable situations that I, again, let happen or made bad decisions. But again, you learn and you learn and you grow and you know that it's okay. And that, that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a, you know, people can't judge you based on certain things that you may have made mistakes on and that all you can do is love yourself and move forward and learn from mistakes. And yeah. What was your question? <laughs> what was it? Yeah. yeah my, my, my question is, you know, for, for the, for the women, you know, or the young girls in, in high school or middle school who are going through like harassment right now from, from teachers or, or, or boys, you know, what, what would you recommend they do? Yes. So now there's so many outlets that you have available to go to, especially of, again, of all the movements that are happening, especially for women, it's so okay to reach out to a teacher, to an, an adult, a, a friend, anyone of any type of authority, it's okay to reach out. And um, you can reach out to me, <laughs> you know, just use those outlets that you have and don't be afraid. Nowadays, you don't need to be afraid anymore. It's so okay to speak up and, you know, ask, seek, seek help when you need it. And um, I'm glad to provide any hotlines or help for women out there that feel harassed. And um, there's tons of um, numbers you can call and, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone and don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. And that's something that I've learned from, I was always afraid of speaking out because what people would think or, you know, what would that, how it affect my job? You know, it's, but now we're in a great place right now in this time of our, our lives and we could speak now and it's okay. So. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. All right. Moving on to the last topic of the day, which is love. Tell us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What? Tell us. What is love? Love is love. Love is love. And if you have love for yourself, amazing. That's where it should all start. Love is love in yourself first. That's where it needs to start. Your love for your higher self, your higher being. That's love. Love is love. We'll play a chord for that. Tell us, who was your first love? Okay. I'm not going to say a name, but my first love was in junior high. No, gosh, like elementary school. <laughs> yeah, elementary school. My first love. Yeah. And then um, I know I talked to a lot of, like a lot of students and they tell me, um, this usually happens like with kids in high school and, and like sometimes in middle school where they have like challenges communicating with their parents. Like, oh, my dad doesn't, you know, listen to me, my mom. I can't, I don't feel like I can talk to my mom. Mm -hmm. um, do you ever have like communication issues with your parents? Um, yeah, I was grounded probably half of my high school life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had some dish. We had a lot. Of I still have communication issues with my dad. No, um, 
you know, parents are your parents and that's, they're, are your parents and it's okay that you're not communicating or, you know, you're not in good relationships with your parents. They're your parents. Just listen to them. Be good kids. I don't know. I mean, my mother was very vocal and my mother was very vocal and she was um, very easy to talk to. But so kind of, uh, I also had like a judgmental part of her too. So, you you know, you have to be careful what you tell mom, you know? And then dad just didn't talk at all, at all. So still to this day, so dad, how's your day? It's fine. Okay, so what, uh, you know, just, okay, yes, no, just very, you know. So there's different communication styles. Just get to know your parents and your parents, no matter they're quiet or they're loud and vocal, whatever, they love you. And no matter, you could talk to them no matter what, because I know at the end of the day, they unconditionally love you. You're their ch children. So just tell them whatever you need, you feel you need to tell them and figure it out after they, they're there for you. They're your parents. I love it. Has your, has your communication with your dad improved over the years? No. <laughs> he doesn't talk. Bless him. He's the most amazing man ever. The most amazing man. No man could ever, you know, be better than my father. But <clears throat> he just is a very quiet, stern man. And just short answers. You try to get that, you know, well, how, what, how, what about that? And, you know, you try to get it out and he just doesn't budge. But doesn't express feelings. Doesn't. You know, mm. what about with his grandchildren? He doesn't. He doesn't express feelings. No, nope. no. He he gives he gives good birthday checks, and he's always there at the soccer games. But he just no, nope. yeah, <laughs> doesn't express much. Um, you know, love and emotion. Mm. That's where mom came in. So got it. Yeah. And then, uh, but my dad's way of expressing love and emotion is through his actions. He's the he will do anything for you. He helps everyone. He's the sweetest heart as far as that. But communication is not his strongest. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I know you mentioned your your mom passed. Um, how old were you when your when your mom passed? I was twenty thirty um, thirty six. Okay. Thirty six. 37 i don't know 36 or 37 so i know i know um i know that's like a big loss in like in like someone's life whether that happens like mm -hmm. in their 20s or 30s or in high school i actually talked to a lot of students who who have lost parents in while they're in school oh yeah um, how do you i guess how do how do how do people deal with that like the loss of, of their mom um it's interesting because my best friends um mother passed and she has a younger sister that's about 17 18 and um i was able because i went through it with my mother seeing a teenager go through it i was able to um talk with her on a daily basis and go through the emotions and um uh the best way to deal with it is don't just feel it let it i mean you know don't just you gotta 
go through it and it's okay. Like it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's okay. Just feel it, go through it, live it. And, you know, then after a while, then, you know, start doing the, 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 all the tools we have out there to, you know, I don't know if you pray your Bible, seek your local church, friends, a therapist. Um, you know, there's so many books out there and online things of meditation, guided meditation for anxiety and depression and loss. And, you know, and we also learn that when people leave, we know, I don't know, there's, they, they're, it's just a body leaving you know, we're just visitors in a body. We're, we're spiritual beings and that person and that love and everything around is still there. And um, we have to understand the higher being. I don't know who, how we call what everyone calls. I say, God brings people in, in and out of our lives. And we then have to realize that they're in our lives for a reason at that time. And they're taken physically, not they're still here spirit in our spirits, but they're taken away for a reason. And we have to know they served a purpose mm -hmm. and we have to move on for them. We have to move on for them. And if it's your parent, your aunt or whatever, you know, with their, maybe there's something to, more higher for you to do for them, bring on their legacy or something as far as that, but okay. it's not easy. And you have to know it's not easy. And it hurts and it sucks. And it's going to be like that, but you'll get over it. I promise you, it will, you will heal. Every day gets better and better and you will feel better and it, it, it's going to be okay. I promise you get through it. What would you say the first, uh, like if someone lost their, lost their parents, what would you say the first 90 days, what should they, what should the do's and don'ts? Um, the first 90 days, like, I don't know, I don't want to put a time capsule on everything, but you know, at first, just feel it, cry, feel it, you know, whoever was closest, you know, your siblings and talk to them about it. Talk about all the good times, you know, the memories and at that time too, a lot of people do come out of the woodworks and wish you well and sympathy. So take advantage of everyone coming to console you. And that time everyone is around, you know, checking in on you. So take advantage of all of the people that are concerned about you and talk to them and let them know how you're feeling and tell your mother or your father out loud, I miss you so much and ask God or your higher being for you to, have peace in your heart and to get through this and um, bring peace in your heart and understand and get through it. But the first, I don't know, 90 days, but when it first happens, know that you're not alone and it's going to be okay. I promise. Got it. Love that. Okay. And then just to kind of uh, wrap it up then, what are, what are three pieces of life advice you have for the <laughs> Okay. Three pieces of life advice. Um, three pieces is be kind to others. Always be good to the grocery store lady. Be good to the 
everyone, just be nice to everyone and be kind and love, find love in everything, find the goodness in everything, everyone focus on the goodness and to um, just, um, yeah, take care of yourself, your body, you know, nutrition, your body, yourself, your health, take care of that. That is your temple and it's what is valuable. Your health is so important. I've learned that the last few months after fractures and all of this stuff. So <laughs> um, health is wealth. Health is wealth. Take care of yourself and the foods you eat and the exercising and um, your your brain, your mental health, meditate, pray, stay off social media for a while. Don't get sucked in. Remember, it's not real. Social media is not real. It's not real. Try to stay off of it and do other things is my advice in life. And three is have fun, laugh at yourself, laugh, have fun. Everything's always going to be okay. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with us today. Um, all your wisdom. What is, what is one thing? What is one thing the community can do for you? You know, is there anything in life that you need help with that? If you were to speak it into the universe right now, maybe it'll come back. Um, how about a solid TV hosting career? <laughs> there it is. Or a featured uh, commercial. <laughs> there you go, guys. There we go. If you're if your mom and dad is listening and they're an executive <laughs> and they want to looking for a, a TV host, this would be, this would be definitely the the person to to kind of go after. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Kitty. Uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram uh, at Style Hunch, and um, I just started TikTok, playing around with it. If anyone has ideas. For my TikTok, I'm starting that out. It's called Kitty on Stage. <laughs> Kitty on Stage. I love it. I love it. So uh, before I forget, guys, um, 88 Real Estate Media is looking for members to join the Oversight Committee to build the best Kung Fu school in the world. If you guys are interested, uh, please Ooh. do send us a message. Other than that, um, thank you for joining us, Kitty. We'll see you next time. Thank you.